Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, pull up a chair and put down your chips. It's time for Tabletop Roulette. Today's game is... Masks, A New Generation, a superhero tabletop role-playing game full of action, youthful angst, and dazzling bravery. You can call me Andy because that's my name, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be your GM. Howdy hello, this is Rolando Garcia, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Axel, the bull. You can find me online on Twitter as Jalapeno Supreme. Hi, this is Eric. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Faustus, also known as Warlock, the Doomed. You can find me online at PrimeFactorX01, or as a silky smooth fay on Shadows of St. Fleur, or as the delinquent Quint on Otherware. Hi, I'm Alice Kira. My pronouns are she, her, and Fayfair, and I play anything you can do, I can do better, the Doomed. You can find me on Twitter, Magical Girl Kira. Hey, I'm Ara. My pronouns are currently she, her, and I play Odyssey slash Nico the Nomad. Hi, my name's Connor. I use he, him pronouns. I'm playing Cameron, or Vaporwave, the delinquent playbook, and you can find me on Twitter at Conador Crunch. Hi, my name is James Malloy. My pronouns are he, him, and I play Forgefire, the newborn. You can find me on Twitter at AndTheMeltdowns or on the Protean City Podcast. I'm Lauren, my pronouns are he, him, and I play Technovore, the Transformed. You can find me on the Nerds on a Roll podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, on Twitter at DM underscore LSP, and you can buy the games that I write at dmlsp.itch.io. Hi, my name is Jeremy, my pronouns are he, him. I'll be playing Strix, the Reformed, whose pronouns are they, them. You can find me running my own podcast on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Hi, my name is Vanessa Haas. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. And I play Amber, aka Paleo Girl, the Beacon. You can find me on the podcasts LGBTD, Arcadia, California, and Breathing Space Fading Frontier. Or on Twitter at Alpaca My Books, where I advertise the dozens of other podcasts I'm on. So we're going to jump right into it. There is a giant eldritch warthog monster staring the staring, uh, the majority of our group down. On the outside of the Baxter compound is anything you can do, I can do better. Strix and remind me, have you all gotten your uh, new teammate's name yet? I don't recall. Nope. I, I think I punched and then begrudgingly followed. Okay. So uh, anything you can do, I can do better. Strix and Mysterious PC number 10. And let's start off inside of this compound because Technovore, you have turned into a giant technological monstrosity 
would you like to give us a another description of what you look like, just to remind people that maybe haven't listened to the last episode in a bit? Technovore choked down some some more energy sources, and that exploded inside of him and blew out basically kind of like where his big monstery rib cage was, which then he grew two more arms. Um, so now Technovore has like four arms and is is like hexapedal is how I described it. He's like crawling around on those because because his top half is too big and heavy now. His skin is like very um, it's it's almost like peeled away or burst in a lot of places, and there's a lot of cable and rebar and wires and his head is now uh the big signal light is still there but also a lot of other little camera lenses have started to pop out all around and he has less of like a fleshy human jaw and now just like a a big monster mouth and he is about as tall or big i guess not as tall but like as big as the baxter uh building that was attacking us the baxter mech so yeah he's just kind of generally horrifying in every way um and i think that that light now um that, that was his eye is now red instead of the typical yellow. And it is casting like a big red, like, like searchlight or, or spotlight or just a big beam wherever he looks. And he let out a, a horrible roar last we, we, we saw him that I don't know if I described it, but is, is some cross between like technological, like artifacting, like when you are, um, when like a game lags or something and, and like you just hear all the background noise get garbled and start repeating over itself. It's very much like his roar is like that. And yeah, he, he big scary monster now. All right. So I think as we get the panel of you and what used to be known as Bryant Baxter staring each other down, we see sort of streaking through the air a blue bomber. His armor is cracked and ripped in various places. His sort of jet boots are barely holding together. There's like sparks flying off of him. But he manages to fly through the air and land on top of Technovore. He is, like, looking around trying to basically see if there's something he can do to take control of you. Is there something you want to do to him, or is does anybody else want to jump into action as... Blue Bomber lands on Techno 4. Blue Bomber has like a cool Iron Man suit, right? Yeah, he's basically, uh, his look is a cross between Iron Man and the most recent Power Rangers movie. Yeah, I want to eat him. (laughs) Okay, uh, important question. Eat him or eat his suit? Eat his suit. Um, and so what I think happens is I, I guess I guess unless he if if this is like him landing on me and I get an opportunity to try and trigger a move here, it's that he lands on my back. Um or or, or yeah, blue bomber is he, right? He him? Yes. He okay. Him. Um so blue bomber lands on my back and there is this immediate like shudder that goes all through Technovore. Um, like when you have a bug that walks on you and like the skin splits in some places and cables uh, just shoot out and wrap or uh, attempt to wrap around um, Blue Bomber and then on Technovore's back, uh, a new mouth opens. <laughs> OK, uh, go ahead. And I don't think he's really a threat to you. So I feel like this is probably unleashing your powers. 
So I, I, I definitely agree it could be unleashed by powers. I think the plan here is not to is, is to leave the person in the suit unharmed and just try and like strip the suit off of them and like toss pieces of it into the mouth. Yeah, I think just like the reason that you were rolling for that is because it is sort of precision. Sure, yeah. Um, all right, a seven. All right, so you can either mark a condition or the effect will be unstable or temporary. Um, I'm going to mark a condition and I'm marking insecure. I think this is the point where Technovore as, as a, as a person does not like to get, um, this is the point where that giant alien battery is starting to take over and the, the hunger for technology is really starting to take hold. And he's kind of at the point of like, this is, this is him being really freaky. This is, this is him being like, oh shit, right. I am a giant monster. And so I'm going to mark insecure there because I think he is, he's just like, everybody's seeing me as a 50 foot tall technology eating freak right now. So what's this look like? Are you like stripping pieces off of him or are you like chewing him up and spitting him out? I think the the cables that are coming out of that new mouth that opened on Technovore's back are like reaching out and uh, pulling Blue Bomber in. And I think a Blue Bomber's the one who's like, okay, undo that gauntlet. And the gauntlet like snaps into that mouth. And then like it's it's a boot next, and then it's a chest piece, and then it's the other arm, and then it's the the jet pack or whatever. Um I you know, however, I don't know that I get all of it, right? Because Blue Bomber's like a, a cool you know, I'm sure they have they have some sort of gadget to help them out of the situation, but it's just stripping pieces of that technological armor away and eating it. Yeah, we definitely get a couple of panels of him like voluntarily, quote unquote, relinquishing his armor. And then like he's sort of stumbling backwards towards the edge of Technovore's back. Uh, What's going on with the rest of the group inside of the compound? You all have Bryant Baxter in the form of a giant warthog-ish demon monster thing. Uh, you've got a veritable army of Baxter Bot. You've got uh, Blitzkrieg in the middle of all of that. What's going on with the rest of you? I know I've been out for a little while, but since when could Baxter turn into a discount Legend of Zelda villain? This is all new to me. I, I maybe always. All right. Um. So who wants to go kick his ass first? I. Uh, I think so. Karen tries to talk. Uh, but I think he hesitates. Uh, he's still feeling a little guilty about trying to kill Brian Baxter earlier. So um, I think he just sort of gestures for Warlock to lead the way. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, anything you can do wants to do something first. Yeah, she's on the outside of the compound. So I might be able to solve that problem. So if I remember correctly, Forge Fire is standing between enormous giant monster Baxter and enormous giant monster Technovore, um, having just had a building dropped on him. And I think that he's going to take a moment to activate our team comms to the, the, the strike team and just kind of say, it has been a while since we have communicated. There are villains afoot. Will any of you join me? Yeah, where are you? I am between the two monsters. Uh, just to set the scene a little bit, Odyssey, you are also in the same general area, but we were there's... outside of the building with uh, Blue, who has now left us. Yeah, but like in the grand scheme of things, you all are sort of in like a centralized like courtyard area. 
Odyssey looks at Axel, who is not on the comms, and says, so one of my current teammates is in the middle of that uh, big fight. Do you want to go and punch some robots? Uh, I think he just, like, gives a big grin and says, hell yeah! Uh, are we doing a portal, or are we just booking it? He's going to lift his arm and open up a rift over to uh, Techno- uh, sorry, Forgefire. Uh, and I'm just going to jump right through. And if, what exactly, like, is he in a position where he is unable to, like, do anything? No, he's just about five foot seven and standing between two 50 foot monsters. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. He doesn't, he isn't worried. He's just, con- he's just wondering if anyone else is going to join this fight to help him. I, I feel like with the 50 foot monster, we might want to deal with all of the bots and the, I still don't know what Blitzkrieg is. We should probably deal with that. While these two fight. You handle the bots. I will attack the the the, the biggest villain here. Um, I mean, I feel like we could take turns, honestly. Uh, and Forgefire's just going to throw himself at Baxter. Like, kind of do the Superman leap forward uh, and just sort of like in midair, make his whole body extremely hot uh, and just sort of try to like get on top of, uh, like maybe try to hit uh, the Baxter creature in the shoulder. Before we get to resolving that, I want to cut to uh, anything you can do as you have been presumably contacted by Forge Fire as well, asking if you would like to join in this fight. Sure. Yeah, I think we get like the comms speech bubble overlapping onto the next panel with me in it. And I'm going to turn to Strix and be like, okay, you get people out of there. There's like a giant robot fight, giant monster fight. I'm going to go take care of that so the rest of your friends can escape. You know, if they had any sense, they would have escaped already. So I don't think they're gonna. Rick, check. Is that Alexa trying to provoke Strix there? No, I'm not trying to get them to do anything. I'm just telling them what I'm going to do. Effective communication is essential in any teamwork. We got a big lecture on that after our first time out as a team. Fair enough. And I do kind of, because remind me, we have basically released a bunch of super kids, right? Yeah. Cool. All the ones from the basement. So so Strix is going to take a moment to look over this large group of super kids, uh, including, of course, our mysterious stranger who attacked Alexa down uh, downstairs. Yeah, this is an awful lot of people to take out to Thai food. I don't have a whole lot of cash on me, so um, yeah, you do the big monster fight. I'll take care of this situation. Yeah, that's what I figured. And I would like to charge my burn, please. All I right. Those things could go very differently. <laughs> go ahead and uh, charge that burn. Oh, 14. I'm in it to win it. Cool. All right. What's it look like when Alexa charges her burn? Like, she still kind of has the lightning-esque cracks in her skin running up her arms, and those flare up purple, and I think she gets some barking energy of the same color coming off of her. And you can probably by now tell that her eyes are glowing behind the welding mask that shields her face. All right. Going on with Mysterious PC number 10. What do you... uh... What are you doing as all this is going on? Trying to figure out what's going on. Trying to figure out where I am. What's up? 
there's like two big monsters. I don't really need to be in the middle of that right now. And I don't know one of them is Baxter. So we're just, just chilling. Probably going to end up helping Strix as where this is going, I imagine. <laughs> All right. Anything you can do or what are you doing as you charge up your burn? How are you making your way into this uh, giant fight? I'm gonna jump, just big old jump. And I think I'm gonna like contact over the comms like, okay, I'm back on the scene. What, which one of these is, are these both bad? Are these both good? What's going on? Y'all caused a lot of damage while I was gone. Uh, Maybe we get like a panel of forge fire mid leap, like flying through the air saying uh, the, the large robot is, is an unknown the 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 large monster used to be Bryant Baxter. Cool. And then some sound like some grunting sounds as he hits. All right. I do want to uh, go ahead and have Forge Fire roll that directly engage a threat. I would love to. I rolled a 12. OK, go ahead and pick two off of the list for me there. I would like to uh, create an opportunity for my allies, uh, and I would like to impress, surprise, or frighten my opposition. Okay, so what kind of opportunity are you creating here? I think my goal here was to kind of, like, be a hot cannonball uh, and hit the Baxter monster in the shoulder to kind of make them, like, sort of twist and, and, like, uh, turn their head up and like force them to try to find and look at look at me so that the people on the ground have time to close in closer and the people who are like at the feet have time to take out some bots or whatever would else pre- would prevent them from from doing it basically shift Baxter's focus to me for a second yeah that definitely happens you throw yourself into his shoulder and you definitely do some damage but not probably like as much as you may have been hoping for. Mm -hmm. He is going to sort of thrash about and like in his rage, like basically the side of his head is going to collide with forge fire and send you flying. And I'm going to ask you to take a powerful blow for me. Excellent. It's my favorite thing. Oh no, I I rolled a 14. (laughs) It's just what you've always wanted. Just what I've always wanted. I would like to, so I'm going to choose two from the seven to nine list. I'm going to struggle past the pain and mark two conditions, um, which I have two conditions left. So going to mark them. And then I am going to lash out verbally. Uh, and so I think that I hit Baxter, the Baxter creature in the shoulder. He like kind of twists his head and, and, and knocks me to the ground. And so like, I, I think we're already standing in the rubble of another building. And so Forge Fire like sinks into the concrete the way that he does because his body is so hot that it just melts through the concrete. Um, and kind of like laying there for a second, he reaches back up and, and hits the communicator to call uh, anything you can do. Mm-hmm. And just says, uh, where are you? Everyone, <laughs> heroes should work as a team. Heroes shouldn't let evil prevail. And, and you have been gone from this fight for too long. If you are supposed to have all these powers, why aren't you here to help us? You should get back here and, and show evil that they can't, it can't prevail in our town. So quick check. Is that uh, trying to provoke her or do you want to expend yes. influence? Uh, I, I'm trying to provoke her um, to like use as much power as she can to take down these bots or take down these monsters. This monster. Hmm. All right. 
Let me ask you, Alice, is that something he has to roll a provoke for? Or is that just, is that a given? <laughs> oh, I, I know it's my jerk ass uncle. So uh, I wasn't going to pull punches. All right. So I think we get a panel. Uh, what is like, how's Alexa coming in? Is she like flying through the air? Is she running top speed? What's that look like? I think she's coming in from the sky because she jumped really high. And I think what she does is she has a, she manifests a bow and arrow out of her purple light energy. And it's drawn back and she's like, I'm already on my way. And I'm going to uh, use, spend one burn to create a moat by firing an arrow to the ground at Baxter's feet. That's going to create a circular barrier. And I'm going to land inside there. So I'm now penned myself in the ring with Baxter. All right. Uh, quick check. How big is this ring? Is this like the two of you can move around fairly freely? Are you kind of cramped? It's as big as I could make it without trapping anyone else in there with us. Gotcha. Uh, before we get to you and your uncle in a cage match, we haven't heard from Paleo Girl yet. What you doing? As everything happens so much around you. Um, I think Paleo Girl turns to Cam and says, If you want to kill him, now's your chance. I didn't really want to kill him before. It just seemed like the only way. And it made things way worse. She looks at him very incredulously, like, didn't want to kill him. Threw him out a window. Um, <laughs> but then she says, okay, then... Let's fight some bots and help the others take him down. Quick question. Are the two of you having this conversation, like, calmly while things are happening? Are you, like, fighting bots while you have the conversation, like that scene in the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie? What's this look like on the page? I uh, was thinking that we might be ducked behind something, like, leaning low, sort of together. So it, it it like it's not quiet, but it's it's away from the action. Yeah, and I would say Amber is very calm about this because right now she's just mostly annoyed at Vaporwave. <laughs> Everything else is manageable. I think Vaporwave is about to make you more mad. Um, look, we can get our team out of here. It looks like those Baxter cop jerks are fighting their own boss. We could just leave. It, we could. We we're supposed to get Apollo. We could just get him and all bounce out of here. We got almost everything we've came here for. This might not have to be our problem. Hey, Vaporwave, you want to roll to uh, provoke Paleo Girl? You bet I do. <laughs> I did forget to add influence, so I think that's supposed to be a seven. That would, in fact, be a seven. Uh, you want to take the uh, carrot or the stick approach here? I think ultimately uh, Vaporwave is doing this to protect his team. So I think he's doing carrot here. Okay. Paleo girl, how are you responding? Um, Paleo girl is, there's a lot going on in her like head right now. She doesn't really know how to feel other than the fact that she kind of likes the idea of just like grabbing Apollo and getting out of here with Vaporwave. So yeah, so she's going to say, Okay, let's go save Apollo. Um, yeah, so 
I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but does uh, Vaporwave know where Apollo is in this place? You know that Apollo was in the uh, building of prisoners? That building was blown up by an antimatter bomb. So, I mean, there's basically a big crater where it used to be. That's on you how you react to that. God, um... (laughs) And Vaporwave doesn't know that Strix was there for that, does he? Was that the same building that we had portaled into initially? Yeah, that's the one that anything you can do destroyed with the antimatter. Okay. Yeah, that was the prisoner slash child experimentation building. So that would have been Strix's last known whereabouts before they, you know, pushed you through one of your own portals. Right. Um, So Cam's going to try and get Strix over the radio. And uh, yeah, I, I like I like that panel of Strix like trying to shuffle kids out of the courtyard, and there's just like a little beeping in their helmet that they reach up to tap at. Hey, Vape, how's it going? I'm glad that you're alive because there was an explosion over there. Oh, don't How- get mushy on me. Glad that I'm alive. Wow. Look, I'm not in the business of losing more teammates. How's everything going over there? Oh, pretty good. Shut down a child soldier program. Uh, helped destroy a secret prison think i think i got a date you're doing really well then okay always am i'm going to get technovore and we're gonna get out of here because mission accomplished yeah good you shouldn't be there there's a lot of danger happening you could die yeah it looks like the the baxter super cops are already taking baxter down i don't know how we lucked into that but they're doing 90 percent of what i wanted to do for us so this is gonna be easy we're just uh, we're just gonna get everyone else and get out here. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm just cleaning up over here, you know, evacuating some former child soldiers and whatnot. But you you run away. As Vaporwave says that he wants to get Technovore and get out of here. Uh, Technovore, do you, what happens as you eat the majority of Blue Bomber's tech suit? Like, do you change in appearance? Does Blue Bomber have, like, a cool weapon? You know how, like, uh, Iron Man can do that thing where he either, like, shoots the beam out of his chest or, like, when he gets the nanobots, like, puts both of his his hands together and makes, like, a giant cannon? Yeah, he's pretty much got a lot of the same stuff as Iron Man, like the uh, pulsars and the rockets and all. Uh, Pretty much, if you can imagine Iron Man using it, uh, same with Blue Bomber. So I think two things happen and and one of them is is to just indulge my my being a dumbass and the other is to uh in in for the enjoyment of it um Technovore like leans back and pulls pulls like the upper two arms to the side and like where his biceps would be open up and like metal graymon style fires rockets into Baxter more as a distraction than an actual like attack and then Technovore like drops down and gets kind of rigid and opens their mouth and out of it comes a big laser cannon and then as as Baxter like dealing with the rockets just fires and it's like this big blue like laser beam that just goes like straight out of his mouth it kind of like water like washes out the color around everybody it's very like if this were a panel the panel would be drawn entirely in blue white and black love it 
so what is it that you're firing that at or where are you firing? I'm trying to hit Baxter with it. I think the idea is like the opening missile salvo. Um, this is like, remember how um, previously the Technovore like ate the hard drive and was able to be like, oh, cool. I have all these schematics now. Now it's like, OK, I know how the weapons in blue bomber suit work. I can reconfigure my body to do that. So Technovore fires the missiles as an opening volley to like give himself some room and then like drops down and the cannon comes out of his mouth and he, he's trying to fire it at Baxter. OK, uh, by virtue of Alexa having locked him in a sort of small area. I don't think he's actually a threat to you right now. So I'm going to ask you to unleash your powers again. Okay, cool. Uh, that showed up as a seven again for me. Hey. All right. Uh, let's see. You can either mark a condition or the effect will be unstable or temporary. Um, I'm going to see if it gets unstable or temporary in this case. So you tell me, uh, what, what happens. Um, but I don't think I want to mark another condition just yet, especially because he's not like a serious threat. Like you said, yeah, unstable temporary. Okay. So I think what happens is you fire this giant laser in his direction and there's just a panel of, or I guess over the course of a couple of panels, the laser and the light sort of expands and takes up like the first panel, it's maybe a third of it. And then it just gets a little bit larger in each panel until there's a panel that's just the light itself. And when things start coming back into focus, this Baxter monster is glowing with this just energy. Like, it definitely hurt him, but he also was able to absorb it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I want to cut over to Odyssey for a reaction. As you realize that you've seen a monster like this before, in your interdimensional travels, this creature is Arcadian in origin. Okay, my full focus is now on that thing. And I'd like to try and use a gadget to make uh, some sort of EMP to try and shut it down. All right. Uh, do you have a specific move for that? or I do. Always prepared. It was just, just essentially unleashing my power by uh, producing a brand new minor uh, invention or gadget from your supply. Fantastic. Uh, go ahead and roll that for me. That is a 10. He gets a, a notification from Zeus across his scans, um, th those issues, uh, and he's immediately like Iron Man zoomed in on the threat, which he gets very upset about this because he has been fighting these things for a very long time. So he changes the rift direction to uh, the Arcadian device and is fiddling with an item that you can't see until you see him drop out of the sky on the rift until he lands on it, uh, sticks it to the thing really quick, and then drops down again. So he is landing back on the ground, and it's essentially trying to short-circuit um, any technology on the Baxter building. Okay, uh, just to clarify, this is, like, Baxter himself. The creature that he has turned into is the same as, like, monsters you've seen Axel, he's sort of transformed in, into this giant creature. Um, then it's not exactly an EMP. It would be more like 
uh, a shock cage. Essentially, he puts um, like a little disc on Baxter. When he pulls it back, the thing expands and wraps around Baxter in kind of like a net and uh, shocks him. So it might not fully take him out, but it at least is restraining him. And he's going to, he is going to stay up there instead and try and overcomes call. Is anybody available for help? I really need this thing to be taken out. Seriously, in order for me to maintain my mode, I need to keep my attention on it. Now, the definition of what is my attention is a little vague, which is why I'm going to spend another burn to create a construct and, uh, through utilizing my body transmutation, a second me is going to step out of my back to stay focused on keeping this mode up while I go and punch my jerk-ass uncle in his big dumb pig face. All right. Uh, roll to directly engage a big dumb pig face. That's a three. Okay. Uh, paint me a word picture. What's that look like as you're going to punch him in the face? I think... Uh... It's been a long night. I've probably I've gained a lot of doom tonight, and I think I take like a stagger, staggering step towards him, and then do a big jump to go punch him in the face. But like the energy arcing over my body just like uh, spider versus me for a bit, so I kind of like convulse in pain halfway through, and I'm not able to land that punch. Yeah, that definitely works for me, and I'm going to ask you to mark hopeless there. I can mark hopeless. I can mark anything. That's not true. I can only mark angry now. That's the only one I have left. Anything you can mark, (laughs) I can mark better. I can. (laughs) Let's cut from there over to Warlock. What's going on with Warlock during all this? Yeah, so I have a question. We have two giant monsters. Um, what is the vicinity with these monsters and general like collateral damagey things? Like, are we still kind of in the middle of the city? And if one of them falls, lots of people are going to get hurt. Uh, if one of them falls, it's going to be a lot of Baxter bots. Uh, depending on where they fall, there could be some of the uh, buildings within the compound taken out. There's not a lot of okay. people other than your team directly around them, but like on the sort of outskirts of the battle, there are buildings that conceivably have people. Okay, then what I would like to do is charge my burn, because being a doomed is fun. all right uh what happens when you charge your burn and also roll that for me so that is an eight on the roll uh warlock floats up uh from the ground and you see him start transforming into um sort of like uh something similar to axel in that it's dragonish except it's made out of shadows and fire um and has giant fiery bat wings but that means i have hold now and what i would like to do with that is take these two giant monsters and shadow realm them and anyone who wants to come with us okay uh for an eight on your roll, don't you have to mark a condition, I believe? I do have to mark a condition, but I still have overcharge, so I can get a 10 plus on a Unleash My Powers. Gotcha. Uh, I will mark, I don't know, Hopeless? Hopeless works. Gotcha. So, what does it look like as you are uh, Shadow Realming them off? What's like? What's this look like on the page? 
So the the frame shows Warlock up in the sky, and then he shouts uh, to everyone, uh, if you want to continue this battle, come with me. Otherwise, you need to leave now. I'm taking these two monsters and making sure that they can't hurt anyone. Um, and then you s- the next panel shows uh, both Technovore and uh, Baxter um, in like two separate frames. And then the next frame shows them in kind of like in an inverted colorscape um, behind them. And then there is like, it looks on the page like a tear in the comic um, and Warlock flies into there. All right. So uh, is anybody going through this portal other than Technovore, Bryant Baxter and Warlock? Axel. Did you like grab land around them too or? Let's go with yes. Because I think I'm I'm like lying in the ground in the rubble somewhere around Brian Baxter's feet, so I'm definitely going through as well. I think uh, Cam will look over at Amber and say, um, "Well, I guess we got to scrap that plan because half the team's heading into a some sort of dark hole." Paleo Girl is going to grab Vaporwave and kiss him, um, and then just say, "Go save Technovore. I'll grab Strix." The horrible person in me wants to uh, say, then Cameron takes his helmet off and kisses Amber back. Um, Oh, that's right. Fuck your helmet. No. Did you just kiss his helmet? That's so cute. (laughs) I forgot about your helmet. No. That ruins it. No. Get out of here. I don't know. I I think it's still cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then no, she'll just kiss his helmet. Um, And then, yeah, tell him to go save Technovore. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Cameron will pull his helmet off and kiss Amber back and say, um, I'll see you in a bit. And uh, yeah, he's going to teleport after Warlock and Technovore. But you know what? Uh, so do you think when he pulls the helmet off, I think the uh, sort of blacklight effect that goes on over his skin converts into a more like hyper neon, like pink and orange sort of gradient all over his skin so that like... His identity still isn't compromised. He just doesn't have the helmet on now. <laughs> I think we get a panel of Alexa t- trying to crawl to where the edge of the portal and it closes before she can make it there in time. All right. And then Odyssey, did you say you wanted to go? I do. Okay. So let's go with, let's follow Paleo Girl. What you going to do now that you've kissed Cam and send him off? First of all, is it enough of a kiss to mark off my drive to make out with a teammate? You tell me, did you feel like it was making out or was it more of a quick kiss? Vaporwave? I'm going to say there was, uh, there was definitely passion there. Make out is such a tough thing to quantify. <laughs> oh my god, I have two potential. Can I have a third? <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. Cam all the way made out with Amber. 100%. Thank you. I've earned three potential in like five sessions. <laughs> okay um then yeah i'm gonna go um i'm gonna uh turn on my comms or whatever and hit up strix and be like so a bunch of people are going to the shadow realm um what are you up to uh good good question how long has it been i don't i don't think it's been very long at this point right no it's been this has all been happening over the course of a couple of very eventful minutes. 
Okay, so Strix is still like very early on in the evacuate former child soldiers, you know, part of the night and just kind of pauses for a second. Shadow, what? Shadow realm? Yeah, there's like a portal. They're going to a shadow realm and something. Um, There's... Still a ton of, correct me if I'm wrong, out of character, but there's still a ton of Baxter bots and stuff to deal with. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Relevant question. There's a there's a tall girl in a helmet. That's not a question. That was just a statement. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's, some, there's some subtext there. Did she get Shadow Realm-ed? Or are, how many people are surrounded by how many robots is what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> let's just ignore the specifics for a minute. Let's just let's just talk numbers. Uh Paleo Girl's going to respond. Um well right now it's just me and one person I don't really know. And yeah, so you know what they're they're wearing a helmet, so maybe. Yeah, okay. And uh and robot wise, what are we talking? Like five, six? Way more than that. It's like twelve? Just, just keep going. Preferably like count as you get closer. Yeah, you know what? Look, it's fine. I'll give me give me like how far away are you? I don't know where you went off to, so... Did you see the giant building that's no longer a giant building? The crater, yes. Yeah, right outside that. Okay, then I'm not far. All right, cool. Give me like 30, 35 seconds tops. Okay. (sighs) And uh, Strix looks back over and kind of like claps a little bit. Okay, everybody, change of plans. You're an army of super kids, and... If you want to work out any of the stress that you may have been feeling as prisoners of the Baxter Corporation, there's a whole shit ton of their robots about to do some physical harm to one of my friends and uh, one of the people that helped save you. So anybody that wants to get in on that, maybe maybe come with me. Okay, I think we cut from that panel over to the uh shadow zone warlock i'm gonna leave the description of this place up to you what's it look like this dimension that you've teleported everyone into yeah so what it looks like is uh on the comic panel it everything has been kind of like color inverted uh it looks um like a negative of a photo um there's no sun here uh but everything is like strangely uh twilight with like a dull light um but otherwise it looks like the real world in weird color schemes so i think the creature formerly known as bryant baxter looks at the six of you that have been teleported into this realm with him his eyes eventually landing on Warlock, and he says, Take us back, or you will die. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. At that point, he just charges at you. Uh, would anyone like to do a cool thing here? Vaporwave, you were gonna jump in? Yeah, I think Vaporwave wants to try to teleport him out of the way. Okay, roll to defend Warlock for me. Hey, that's an eight. All right, you get to pick one between uh, add a team to the pool, take influence, or clear a condition. I'm very tempted to clear a condition, um, but nah, I'll add a team to the pool. And then expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Definitely, definitely expose myself to danger. All right, so what's it look like as you 
do this. Paint me a couple of panels. So I think um, Vaporwave is going to teleport right next to Warlock and grab him by kind of like the shoulder and around the waist maybe and try and hoist him out of the way and then teleport in the other, like in the opposite direction. But he's definitely in the way of the giant Bryant Baxter monster uh, as it's rushing towards them. And uh, maybe he just is a little slow about getting out of the out of the path. Yeah, for sure. And he is going to trample over you. And I'm going to ask you to take a powerful blow there. <laughs> this is going to be good. I've got three conditions marked. Yeah, that's yeah. 12. That's a full hit. All right. What you picking there, buddy? Oh, my favorite one. Uh, lose control of my powers in a terrible way. All right. Did you have any specific idea for that? I kind of have an idea. Yeah, I want to hear that. What if you start teleporting in random things, like, say, Baxter bots into this uh, new Shadow Realm? And, of course, they would be covered in my neon energy, because how could they not be? All right. So we see as portals and rifts start opening up in the air above this group. Things from the other dimension start falling through Baxter bots, parts of buildings, some of the rubble, vehicles, just all kinds of things. And I think what happens is we get a panel of just like a large piece of one of the buildings teleported in and it lands on top of Forge Fire. Yeah, who is also already lying in a, in a bunch of rubble. <laughs> not not looking worse for the wear. Yeah, uh, Forge Fire, what happens as you uh, mark another condition there? So when I mark a condition, uh, well, so that would that would take me out, but that will trigger my regeneration move. So my unbeknownst to Forge Fire, he is not fully human. He is, in fact, some kind of a robot. Uh, I know. Surprise. What? Um, and so I guess the. So do you want me to just narrate what that looks like? That transformation looks like now. Yeah, give me a couple cool, uh, couple cool panels there. So I think that so we see a couple panels of this like just like rubble of buildings and stuff um, fall all like in weird, both in like weird um, reverse like negative imagery and also like in weird vaporwave colors, um, all like collapsing on top of him, and you see like underneath the rubble. Um, bright lights of like um of like there's something is going on that's very hot under this rubble um hotter than like in the previous scenes where we've seen forge fire melt through concrete and metal and stuff before and it is i think it looks it looks like a lot like a um the it's the reverse of the terminator sinking into uh molten metal scene from the end of terminator where like all of that and all of that rubble and concrete kind of melts into this like murky fiery pool and this like forge fire comes back regenerated um mechanically what that does is i choose three things from the list i get to unmark three conditions and the three things from the list that I'm going to choose are I'm going to swap one of my abilities. So I'm going to take an elemental form as opposed to a thermal control. Um, I have forgotten. I get to forget all of my lessons and I change my physical appearance. So whereas before uh, Forge Fire looked like a 
He looked like a human who had like marble colored skin. Now Forgefire, as he rises out of this pool of lava, uh, just looks like a like it kind of looks like a Terminator, kind of looks like a robot, um, looks very like but it's a it's more even more like like the, the Terminator looks like what people from the 80s thought that robot futuristic robots would look like and Forgefire really looks like a futuristic robot um, that is just on blue flame and he steps out of this lava and looks around if you liked what you heard the best way to let us know is on twitter at TTRPG roulette or letting us review on your podcatcher of choice if you do leave us a review let us know so we can give you a shout out in the future episode you can also support us financially on Patreon at patreon.com slash ttrpgroulette. There, you can get access to bonus content such as character creation episodes, blooper reels, an art gallery, and much more. Our music was created by Neil Martin, who you can find on Twitter at Bardic Martin. Our logo was created by Lee, who you can find on Twitter at The Law of Names or on his Masks AP Otherwhere. We want to give a very special shout out to our patrons, including Landon Cornell, MC of Shadows of St. Fleur, Reed, Dusty, Silva, Vanessa Haas, Zeke, Gnome, and Daniel. You hear kind of a stirring within it, and out pops a raccoon, and it scratches your face for one harm. That is unacceptable. At the same time, Ray Ray, while you're talking to Leo, oh god, I'm so bad with names, while you're, if only I had a list of them right in front of me. <laughs> um, while you're talking to Leo, you notice out of the corner of your eye something moving, and there is actually a bear approaching the two of you. He doesn't see it yet. Thanks! Leo, come get back. Right, right. I think this is yours. <laughs> What you just heard is a clip from Shrimp and Crits, our actual play podcast where we play Monster of the Week for your tiny little ear holes. New episodes are available to download every other week on Mondays on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you can, please rate us, subscribe to us so you can get notifications when new episodes release, and leave a review. The things you've said so far have been incredible. Find us online on Instagram and Twitter at Shrimp and Crits, and you can also go to our website site shrimpandcrits.com thank you for listening and welcome to sunny gullicochica